Matthew 28, 18. You all know the scripture. You've heard it before. And what I'm going to do is just read it over. I don't know if they have it and keep it up for me or whatever. If not, uh, uh, you'll know the scripture. And some scriptures I'm going to give to you just so that you'll know. And I operate this way. If you have any questions about where I'm going, if you want to know, because see, I know where I'm coming from. I know what God has told me. I'm here to help you. He said he's given some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors, teachers. I know I'm a pastor teacher. I know what God called me to. So tonight, there must be an understanding of what Elevate is about to be an understanding that when you walk out here, you have a mission. There's something you've been called to today, and I don't know what happened on Sunday. I don't know what happened on Monday. I don't know what happened last night, but I will tell you this. That it's not just a three-day event. It's a lifetime that you've been called to. A mission that God has given to you. And I'm going to share a few words to let you know that the church must arise. To be what God called us to be. So in Matthew 28, you know it, in 18, Jesus said this. He said, he spoke to them all authority. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore. Yes. And make disciples of all nations. See, I'm talking about the missionary stuff yeah, right yes, now. Yes, yes, you yes, hear yes, I'm talking about the yes, thing yes. you try to talk about me doing. But I got something for you. Okay, on Because, see, see I, I, I know what he said. He said that to all of us. Go. And he said, since I have authority, recognize when he said you go, I'm giving you authority. What every one of us has to understand that when we go, he has given you authority to cast out demons, to lay hands on the sick, that if he drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm you, that if anything strike against you, no weapon formed against you will prosper. When you go in accordance to what God has commanded you to do. He said he always works everything out together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. Not everything has God called you to. But when you're in the calling of God, he's going to work it out for you. Some people are wondering, how come I go through a whole lot of hell? Well, you need to ask yourself the question, am I doing what God called me to or am I doing what I want to do? There's power because he's given anointing. He's given authority to do what he called you to do, not what you want to do. Therefore, if any man is going to follow Christ, what he's got to understand, he's got to deny himself. Yeah. Take up his cross. The cross is the mission he's given him to do. And we're talking about a mission right now. He said, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. In other words, he said, just don't go out here and bring me church members. I don't want that. What I want is people that are disciples. People that are learning my word, people that are growing in my word. I'm not looking for church members because on that day, he said, there are going to be many who said they called on my name. And I have to say, I never knew you. He said, you make disciples. Don't forget the word of what he's got right here. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That means make it complete. That we've got to be indoctrinated. We've got to be baptized. We must have Christ in us with the Father and with the Holy Spirit dwelling in us in a powerful way. And he says, teaching them. Teaching them. It's not enough to just come up here and come to church and, oh, Jesus, oh, hallelujah, oh, Jesus, and run around this auditorium because by the time you do it, you'd be too tired to do anything else. But you don't need to just, that's not what we're looking for. He said, you've got to be taught to observe all the things I've commanded you. This is the Great Commission. How many know that? Yes, sir. And then one of the most powerful things he says, and lo, I am with you always, even to the ends of the age. Pastor been trying to get me to go on a mission field, reminding me of all this stuff. And I'm fixing to talk to you about a mission field. He's he's been to Peru. I don't know wherever else he's been. Probably crazy places all over. But where else you been, Pastor? Nepal, 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 ain't that over there in India? It's next to India. Next to where else? Uh, Indonesia, Indonesia, uh huh. Dude, okay, Uh, Costa Rica got volcanoes down there. Yeah, they do. And Indonesia got some big bugs. They got earthquakes. Yeah, they do, and you fall off the side of the mountain in Costa Rica. That's right. Where else? Um, Nepal, I mean, um, Quebec, Panama. Panama. That's where the canal, they had mosquitoes down there. I know that. I read, dude. I ain't going nowhere. But I want to tell you, see, you've been to all these places, but I want you to hear me about what I'm fixing to talk about right now. 
The commission said to go forth, make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Make a, make a difference in them, teaching them to observe the commandments yeah. of Christ. And God is with you. Yeah. I want to talk about a mission field, a forgotten mission field. Hear me. Many churches embrace the concept of going to a mission field. But before us now, there is a mission field that I believe has been forgotten. That mission field is America. It's this country. This country needs missionaries. This country needs men and women of God that are going to go forth to the streets and go out in the highways and go in the communities and go into the neighborhoods and speak to those people. Go and make disciples of people in this day that don't know the word of God. There are plenty of people that claim they know Jesus, but they're doing things that are not of God. They're church members that are in churches and they're fornicating. They're being adulterers. They're being liars. They're cheating. They're robbing in church. We haven't caught this message. He said baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. Some of our churches need to be cleaned up. Our neighborhoods need to be cleaned up. America's a forgotten, a forgotten mission field. In, a, in, in all the things that our nation has done, we have to recognize that, that we've gone forth and we've done a lot. Over the past 240 years, this nation has been a blessing to so many other nations. But today, America has forgotten its way. We don't know which way we need to be going now. We don't know that, that when we sit down together, we listen to our people talk, our politicians talk to one another. They can't communicate with one another without calling each other names. And understand now, I, 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 I need you to recognize that from, from the halls, of the, from, from the White House to Congress, the legislature to all the places that we have here, we have people that are in high authority character assassinating one another from the top office of the president down to where we are even even into into the cities that we have now we have we have men and women that no longer respect the dignity and the worth of human beings that are created in the image of almighty god we can't talk together anymore without Calling each other names. If you have an opinion of one thing and I got a different opinion, I don't like your opinion. So I say, you ain't nothing but a dog. You ain't got nothing going on. You're just so stupid to believe the way that you are. We can't communicate with dialogue. Something's wrong because godly people know how to respect one another. There is the need for a missionary field here in the United States. I'm going to tell you something. Let me get my, I need to get my iPad right here because my computer started to do something there. I always carry a backup. No, I just know because the devil been working to try to keep me from getting certain messages. I I can fix this. We've got to, now something that we need to know, that we as a church know this. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. I don't wrestle against her, but the principalities and the powers against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts and wickedness in heavenly places. This is what we are going at. Let you just give me one moment. I need to do this. I need to make this thing work like I want it to bear with me. I'm going to have to use something here. Just bear with me for one moment. Turn that thing on and pick it up. Oh, it's just acting up, acting a fool here. You need an Android, get out of here, brother. I'm an <laughs> Apple guy. I'm an Apple guy, and I'm going to do it because I get my notes. It's just, I saw it doing it today. Bear with me for two seconds, cause, and I heard this Android. While doing that, I'm going to fix something here, too. What I got on me? What's wrong, man? Right okay. Now, what I got to do is I got to set up this thing here. Once I do it here, see, this is what I make sure don't happen at my church. I always have another one here, but this is going to work. Bear with me. I should have known. I know, but I got it now. I got it now because I'm going to follow my notes. My apologies to you all. You and I going to have it when we get home. You need to know that. 
Uh -huh. Okay, let me see. I got my phone over there. I'm going to use that thing as my, okay. as my little thing. Just bear with me. So, because I want, I have a message you need to hear. Now, there it is. See, now he wants to act right now because he knows I'm threatening. <laughs> he knows I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. There we go. There we go. So you're going to keep on acting up. <laughs> okay, we're going to have trouble with you. Oh, you. in the name of Jesus. Yeah. There we go right there now. Yeah. Uh -huh. You know, I've always had trouble with these things, you know. They always mess with me, but this is over right now. This is over. Look here, you come, uh, Pastor, i tell you what I want you to do. Come here, come here for a minute. And uh, bear with me, congregation, just for a minute. What I need to do right here, you see, I want to. I got you, I got you. You know what I got to do? Got Hook me up you. there. I, I should have done that earlier. Teamwork makes the dream work. That's right. That's right. And why this one doesn't want to do it right either. See, the devil doesn't want you all to hear what I'm about to tell you. Devil's a lie. I know good and well he doesn't want that, but you're going to get it tonight because I got it. I got some things I got to quote to you that I cannot speak off of my memory. And if I did, I would miss things I don't want to do. Okay. Okay. See, it won't even connect with my phone right now. Do I need to that just. The devil is a lie because our Wi-Fi ain't working. Your Wi-Fi is not working right now? Mm -mm. Oh, how about that? So it's been all kinds of stuff going on around here. He is acting a fool. But we fixing to beat his behind right here. That's what we're about to do. Oh, hallelujah. Here it is. I'm getting there. I am getting there. I got it now. You got it? You got it? That's okay. It's still trying to connect, but if it don't connect. Well, we'll move this out the way I use this when my son used these little things. So I can work with that. Now, you just sit over there and don't you move. You're in time out. So bear with me for a moment, okay? Look, when I said now, let's rev it back in. Follow me. We don't know how to talk to one another anymore. We are seeing today, even in our government, you are guilty because of accusation. We've seen it happen in this state. You make an accusation, it's considered that somebody is guilty. We have forgotten the fundamental principles of what this nation is, that everyone is innocent yeah, yeah. until proven guilty. Right. Oh, it started some time ago when the police could go and they could shoot somebody. Yeah. And they were, because they say they were guilty, they could be the judge and jury. But right. we have sat quietly by and not tell the police when they're wrong. Yeah, it's true. You know, and then we have groups that come up like Black Lives Matter and it divides people because they don't look at the whole truth. They just see certain parts of the truth. And then other folks say, well, that ain't right and this ain't right. But you See, to take a life in any reason is wrong. And when you start to diminish a life, whether it be black or white, you've gone against God because God said there is no black or white. There's no Greek. There's no Jew. There's no Gentile. There's no male. There's no female. We got to begin to see each other as children of God. I don't need to be looking at you like you white. You don't need to look at me like I'm black. You need to look at me like I'm a child of God. We're all a part of the family and the kingdom of God. But we have allowed our government to divide us and to separate us so that we're at war with one another and we can't even come together in our churches. We've forgotten where we've come from. This is a great nation that used to be a Christian nation, according to what one of our presidents just recently said. He said that America is no longer a Christian nation. And you know what? I'm going to have to go along with him. You know why we're no longer a Christian nation? Because Christians are no longer speaking up. Wow. Christians are no longer proclaiming the word of God like they used to. America, oh America, how you have fallen. Yes. Look at what has happened to our nation. Prayer. One of the fundamental things, one of the one things that, that don't bother nobody. But we had people to come up and say, you don't need to pray in school. They took prayer out of our school system. And when they took prayer out, notice that we now don't have prayer in the Bible, but we got bullets and our children have become prey to men coming in and just shooting up everybody. 
because the spiritual covering has been removed. If we wrestle not against flesh and blood, is it any wonder that the demons can come into the schools? They can come in because ain't nobody praying them out. And our children are praying to these demons and devils. Why did it happen? Because we as the church sat down. We didn't decry. It's wrong. We believe in prayer. This nation was founded on prayer. But we've let one person come in and say, take prayer out of the school. Oh, America, how you have fallen. Think about this. Let me tell you something. The word of God said, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he'll not depart from We have forgotten that. So we don't train them up on prayer anymore. Oh, America, how you have fallen. Think about this. Today, it is acceptable to murder innocent babies inside of their mother's womb. A child that can't do no harm. child that never asked to come in the world. We have now made it legal and acceptable to take a baby and even all the way up to the last few months, reach in there with forceps and tear the head off that baby in order to please the, the pleasure of a mother or father. America! Oh, how we have fallen. And the word of God says thou shalt not murder. The word of God tells us to look out for the orphans, to look out for the widows. And yet today, we have no respect for our babies anymore. Is it any wonder that we got crime on the streets when a kid comes up and knowing that that mama could have killed me in my womb? Ain't no love. Where's the love of America today? Oh, America, how you have fallen. I want you to understand that that. That God's justice, he is long-suffering, but he ain't forever suffering. Something that we have to look at, and I'm going to tell you how the church has been used sometime in these matters. Margaret Sanger, I'm giving some information to you. Margaret Sanger, the one that started Planned Parenthood, had this thing. When they brought up the issue about abortion, they were trying to keep black folk and other folk they call undesirable, folk that had mental illness, they didn't want them reproducing. So what they wanted them to do, they would try to sterilize them or they would make it easy so that they couldn't have any children because they didn't want a whole lot of black children if you had too many black children because black people were growing so fast that they were beginning to take over white folk, had a bunch of slaves over here, so you know we got to get them under control. So here's what she said. Now watch how she used the church. We should hire three or four colored ministers. This is back in the 20s, preferably with social service backgrounds, with engaging personalities, using pastors. What's wrong with America today? Watch me. The most successful educational approach to the Negro, she said, is through a religious appeal. We don't want the word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population, although that's exactly what we want to do. And the minister is the man that can straighten that out, that idea, if it ever occurs to any any of their more rebellious members. That's what abortion was set up for. Today, abortion rights are being spoken of. It's now that if you can do anything that's going to mess with a woman's right to have an abortion, she said, it's a right for your body. Excuse me. That baby on the inside, you a woman, you might have a male baby on the inside. How is that your body? You a female and you got a male on the inside. That ain't your body on the inside of you. The DNA of that child is a different DNA of your body. Where did we get off believing that we can say that that's part of the woman's body? I know you might not like what I'm saying up in here, but somebody got to tell the truth that God said to Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I had a plan for you. He knew of that child inside of the womb. Folk don't appreciate what I'm talking about because it makes some folk mad. But I'm not politically correct. Because ain't no politician, ain't none of y'all got nothing to do when I die where I'm going. You are not my judge. I got to say what Almighty God said whether you like it or not. America, oh how you have fallen. You have openly and defiantly taking the holy sacrament of marriage when God said, for this cause shall a man 
leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. And now we are redefining marriage and say marriage can be between two men, between two women. It can be between whoever they want to get together. You can marry a turtle if you want to. And God has said it's a man and a woman. Yes, that's what he said. I ain't playing with you up in here because I want you to understand God had a message. He told me to come over here and I said, man, I don't know if I need to do it, but I'm ready for it now for the rest of the world. to understand the truth of God's word. God's got to have somebody who's going to speak up for him. You didn't. it, It was Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. If God wanted it to be two men together, he would have fixed it up in the beginning for it to be two men. But y'all, anybody with common sense know that two men, two women don't work. Anybody can see that. America. Oh, how you have fallen. There's promiscuity. Promiscuity in the land. It's rampant. You know, it's promoted acceptable right now that anybody can have sex with whoever they want to have sex with. Do you all know television promotes that? Sex is, 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 is one of the things that you can't watch a television program without somebody hopping in the bed with somebody you don't even know. And nowadays, it's, it's two men kissing all the time. And two women... It's, it's, this is made common. America, you know, while the national average in the United States in 2014 is that it's 40% of kids being born are born out of wedlock. 29%, that's the average, 29% for whites, 53% for Hispanics, and 71% of black people being born today are born outside of wedlock. And it's been increasing over the past 50 years. Wait a minute. I thought God said flee fornication. I thought he said the marriage bed bed is undefiled. And that it was between a husband and a wife. We don't teach that no more. We go to our elementary schools. And in our elementary school, instead of teaching abstinence, we're we're giving them condoms. And we're telling them about the birth control period. What's wrong with this nation today? Go on, America. Oh, you have fallen. Look at our crime rate. Look at what's going on. I got a young brother. Uh, now, it's a 71-year-old. He's a white male in my congregation. And just a couple of weeks ago, three black young men broke into his house. He's a small, fragile man. Took three of them, and they beat him up. And all it took was one man. All you had to do was blow on him. He was going to fall over. But they beat him up. They put him in the hospital, stole his car, took his TV. Young folk, all under the age of 19. The crime is on the street. And yet, unless we change the hearts of these young people, they're not going to get right. I don't care whatever kind of policies come up. The world don't have an answer. But hold on. How you have fallen, America. Look at the divorce rate. Let me tell you some, some statistic right here to understand this, that near the ni- in the 1800s, only about 5% of marriages ended in divorce. Today, over 50% of marriages end in divorce. And even almost 51% of Christian marriages end in divorce. America, you need to understand that unless the Lord builds a house, as I see couples in here, that I can bet know this one thing, that God has to build your household. If it weren't for God, you wouldn't be together right now. Oh, yes. I understand America. Oh, how you have fallen. Again, they want to talk about government's answer. Government's not the answer. Government's failing us. Government does not exist for the people anymore. Government now exists for those people that are in office so that they can get rich. I'm sorry to tell you that, but that's what's going on right now. Today, there's no challenge to the fact that many people in government find themselves financially better off every year that they're in government than what they were when they were out here on the streets with us. Do you know what it is in in the time when like in the Obama administration, when that was happening, the income of the average American went down 0.9 percent. But those people in Congress went up. 1.2%. 1.2%. They made money when we were losing money. We 
got to start waking up and what's going on. Government is not the answer. The Bible says in Proverbs 29 too, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. Yes. But when a wicked man rules, the people groan. Understand this, that 50% of our government, people in government are millionaires. Millionaires. And their laws they make don't apply to them. They make laws for you and me. Laws for you and me. You say, well, where are you going with this, Bishop? I'm saying America's a mission field. We got people in Congress. We got people in the State House. We got people in City Hall that need to know about Jesus. The reason why this stuff is like this is they don't know Jesus. You see, every man has to understand it is appointed unto every man wants to die. And when he dies, after that comes judgment. Some of these folk don't realize there's a judgment that's coming. The other point is we are God's children. Whether we know Jesus or not, God created us, allowed us to be born, and ain't nobody supposed to be messing over nobody. Black, white, Hispanic, Asian. We are all equal in God's eyes. He created us a rainbow of colors. And he loves everyone. The last thing I heard was that for God so loved the world. Yeah. That he gave his only begotten son. He didn't give his begotten son his only son just for white folk. He didn't give his son just for Baptists. He didn't give his son just for Methodists. He didn't give his son for Americans. He gave his son so that whosoever, whosoever would believe would be saved. America, you have forgotten. You have forgotten your place. Oh, you have how far you have fallen. Today, we call what was evil and evil in the word of God is good. Yeah. Say it. Oh, it's so wonderful to love whoever you want to love. It's your body. Do whatever you want to do with it. You know what the word of God says in Isaiah 5 and 20? Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Who put darkness for light and light for darkness. You know what God says about that? He says his judgment is going to be on. His judgment is coming. I want to tell you something here. There was one Englishman who, who, who was an English Catholic historian. He said, if rulers are given too much power, they will use it to advance themselves and oppress their subjects. That's what's going on. We've given too much power to Washington. That's the truth. We've given too much power to government, and government is messing over us. So you said, well, Bishop, I hear you talking about all this stuff. What are we supposed to do? <laughs> Father, I'm glad you asked that question because I got something to let you know. John Adams Anybody know who John Adams was? He was one of our founding fathers. He said our constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. Our government exists because of Christianity. Take Christianity out of the government, this government will fall. Because the founding fathers based it upon Christian principles. Now let me go a little government on you. Our founding fathers honored Almighty God. When they said this, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and that they are endowed by their creator which means they recognize God. See, folk will try to tell you that the founding fathers didn't recognize God. That they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. That among these are one, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Our founding fathers recognized that this nation had to be based upon God if it was going to be a nation that would survive. So they created a representative government. In the preamble of the Constitution, it starts off, We, the people, our government is set up so that the people make decisions. Our government also said in the very beginning that Congress would make no law regarding the establishment of religion. That's the first thing it said, saying the government stays out the religion business. Don't tell churches what they can say and what they can't say because we need God for this nation to survive. They knew that and they made that the first 
amendment of protection that the church would be secure. But today, the church has been pushed inside of its four walls, been saying, you can worship inside, but don't come out here trying to bring us Jesus. Let me tell you something, church. It's time we need to arise. It's time we need to recognize what authority we've had, what power God has invested in us as the church of the living God. How long are we going to watch this being done to our country? How long are we going to see all of this foolishness by loud voices screaming and how? What are we going to do about it? We got to realize that God called us. And unfortunately for everyone in this room right now, God called you to hear this message because God believes there's something you can do to make a difference about what's going on in our city, in our community, in our state, and in our nation. God has called you in this room to this. He has set it up so that you would hear this word, so that you would hear it. And listen to me carefully. When Jesus was before Pilate, you remember this. Pilate said to Jesus, are you not speaking to me? He's asking the question. Do you know that I have the power to crucify you and the power to release you? And Jesus said this. You couldn't have no power at all against me unless it had been given to you from above. To recognize that authorities that are here are established under God. But Jesus goes on and he says this right here. He says, but the one who delivered me to you has far greater sin. To recognize that their God, Jesus says he has a greater sin. Can we get that scripture up there so y'all can see that one? For a minute, I want to show you something. That's John 10, 11. Can we get it so y'all can see it? I don't know if you can. 10, 11, John 10, 11. Somebody working on it for a moment because I want you to see it. Is it there? Not there. Who, who got my face up there? Who that almost scared me? Okay, wait a minute. I don't mean, okay, John 19, 11. I'm sorry, 19, 11. I misquoted that. And y'all got Apple computers back there too. Hallelujah, you know what kind to go for. You would have no power except it be given to you. Therefore, the one who delivered me to you has greater sin. The greater sin is that the people put him in the, the position of being under Pilate. The people did it. Wow. Now, here's the problem. The people put Jesus there. All of the folk we got in Congress, in the Senate, in Montgomery, we put them there. We can talk about those politicians, but who, guess who God say got the greatest sin? The one who put them there. Wow. That's you. That's you by your voting or by your not voting. When you didn't stand up for a godly man and somebody else got in there, you did that. When abortion went through because you didn't say nothing about it. God holding you accountable for it. He's got that. What's the church supposed to do? Did he not say go to all nations? Yes, he did. Didn't he say do it? Well, what about this nation? Somebody needs to, to do that. Listen to this phrase I'm going to say to you. We the people put the rulers in authority by our vote. How did they get there? By our vote. So if they got there by what we did, we the ones that are rulers over authority by our vote. In other words, the man that's in authority is there because we put them there. And if they act in a fool, we are the ones that rule over them and we have a responsibility to remove them when they don't do what God said to do. And if we as the church don't tell them that they've gone wrong, who going to tell them? That was very shrewd. The devil created this politics and all this kind of stuff. Make black people think you got to vote for Democrat all the time. Make white folks think you got to vote for Republican all the time. You don't need to be voting for no political party. You need to be voting for somebody based upon their God consciousness. Do they have a biblical worldview? Do they respect the almighty God? I don't care if you Democrat. I don't care if you Republican. I don't care if you black. If you white. If you can't honor God, you ain't getting my vote. 
Somebody's got to be strong enough to say it. What about you today? What are you going to do? It's time for the church to arise. Did not Jesus say in Matthew 5, 14, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. He expects you to be a light. He said this, let your light so shine so that men might see your good works and bring glory to the Father. You know what we as church folk have done in here like the worship team was saying. We in here worshiping. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus. Got nothing else to say once we get outside that door. You want to know why the world is in the condition it is? Because the church has not risen up. Because the church has been silent too long. It's time the church needs to rise up and call sin, sin, and calls righteousness, righteousness. It's time for the church to arise. We got to put aside our differences. We got to put aside our differences because of denominations. We need to stop talking about I'm Baptist, I'm Methodist, I'm Presbyterian. We need to just say I'm a child of God. Talk about put aside our differences. I'm black. I'm a white Christian. We need to recognize church needs to look like, like, like salt and pepper put together. We need to recognize church don't need to be all salt, don't need to be all pepper. It needs to be salt and pepper. And you want to talk about how the world, Jesus, did he not say, they will know you are my disciples by what? By your love. But we can't love one another. I love you, brother. I love you, brother. You know that, don't I love you, sister. I love you, sister. We got to quit this mess. This is what I'm saying. We have got to recognize that we're brothers in Christ. It ain't got nothing to do with us on the outside. Come on, come on. Because I understand that what God did, he said that though on the outside we might be wasting away, on the inside we're being renewed every day. I got to learn to see the Holy Spirit inside of him. You got to see Holy Spirit in me. We don't make no distinction based on the outside anymore. Come on. In fact... The Bible says this. How many of y'all know this scripture? If any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. Okay. Now watch. I want you to go to 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Go there. Put it on the screen because I'm going to teach you. And y'all can talk to me, you know, if you want to. You want to know, well, Bishop, why you feel this way? Don't you think we need to be quiet? We don't want to offend nobody. Jesus said, I sent you into the world. I, can't, I brought a sword. So it's going to turn father against son, mother against daughter. Now, look at this scripture. Now, how do I, what's going to happen? I need to realize that God gave me a power. He gave me an authority. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things passed away. That means my blackness passed away when I became a Christian. Oh, that made my church mad when I told them that some time ago. So what's wrong with you? Can't you realize you're black, you know? I even got some of the pastors part of the gatekeepers say, yeah, Bishop, you used to be black. Now we don't know where you is. <laughs> but I want to show you this. Go to the 16th verse. The verse that precedes this. If this is 17, what come before that? Come on. 16. 16. What's 16 say? Therefore, yeah. from now on, we no longer regard no one according to the Preachers better start preaching this. Yes, sir. Because if the church does not realize the church needs to be one, then we're going to lose this nation. And if we lose this nation, then our children, our grandchildren are going to come up in a world that's a heathenistic world. And the judgment of God is going to be upon this nation. And just like Israel thought itself was so high and mighty, when they sin, judgment comes against them. When this nation allows sin to reign supreme, then the judgment of Almighty God is going to fall upon this nation. Don't know where we got so high and mighty thinking that God ain't going to bring us down. Oh, yeah, this nation can come down. We got to remember it's time for the church to arise. It's time for us to begin to elevate and recognize when we walk out of here. We got to carry Jesus, not just up in here, Come on. but we need to wear Jesus. Yes, we do. He said, if you are ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. 
When we walk out of here, we ought to have like a sign. Because he said in Isaiah 60, and I'm going off now. I know I'm going off. He said, arise for your, for, go to Isaiah 60. See, Holy Spirit got this for you. Go to Isaiah 60 for a moment. And I want to show you something. I want to show you some power that you got here. Arise, shine. Yeah. For your light has come. Yeah. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. I want you to understand that almighty God through Christ Jesus, he said, you are light of the world. Why are you light? Because he was light. And he said, he has risen upon you. Now watch verse two. He goes on and says this. For behold, the darkness shall cover the face of the earth and deep darkness, the people. But the Lord will rise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. In other words, he says this, the Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Church, if you start wearing Jesus, he said when he went up on that mountain, he glowed. When you start wearing Jesus, you ain't black no more. You ain't white no more. You ain't pink. You ain't yellow. You are glowing with the righteousness of God conveyed upon you by the word of almighty God that has cleansed you and washed you by his blood. And when you stand before men and women, he will give you the words that you need to speak. But first, you got to go. And if you don't go, who is going to go? I'm going to read something that the gatekeepers do a lot of times. We talk about this from a Presbyterian pastor. In 1873, he said, Christ crucified for the sins of the world is the Christ that people need. This is in 1873. See if you recognize this. If immorality prevails in the land, the fault is ours to a great degree. If there's a decay of consciousness, the pulpit is responsible for it. If the public press lacks moral discrimination with all the fake news and everything we got today, and this is in 1873, he said the pulpit, and I'm going to say the church yeah. is responsible. Yeah. If the church is degenerate and worldly, the pulpit and the folk in the church are responsible. If the world loses an interest in religion, the pulpit and people of the church are responsible. If Satan rules in our halls of legislation, the pulpit and the church are responsible. If our politics become so corrupt that the very foundations of our government are ready to fall away, the pulpit and the church is responsible. He said, brothers, let us not ignore this. Let us lay it to heart and be thoroughly awake to our responsibility in respect to the morals of this nation. The church is the light of the world. Yes. If we don't light, if we don't let the, that, that the light that he said that we shall have, how dark is this world going to be? You want to know why so much foolishness going on? Because we ain't turning up the light. We need to turn up the light of Christ in our government, the light of Christ in our families, the light of Christ in our communities. We need to let the light shine so that men can see our good works and give glory to God. Okay. What you gonna do? Let me tell y'all something. I'm gonna give you the words that another great man said. It's such a time as this. If you remain silent, Mm. relief and deliverance will arise from another place and you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows? Maybe God wanted every one of y'all to be right where you are now to hear this message. So when you walk out here, you're going to make a difference. You're the light of the world. He's given you spiritual gifts. And he's promised to be with you to help you accomplish his purpose in the earth. Each one of y'all, every one of you all, has to step out in faith and in obedience to achieve the divine potential that God has created for you. Every one of y'all. Ain't nobody in here insignificant. Everyone in here is in here for a reason tonight because God wanted you to hear this message. It's time we take back our country. It's time we as Christians begin to proclaim what God said. We can get prayer back in the school. 
We can get responsible people that are in government, but what we've got to do is to use our government, do what the government says, and every one of us got to go vote for the right kind of folk. I ain't saying the political folk. I'm saying godly folk. It don't matter whether they're black or white. If it's a good black man, vote for him. If it's a good white man, vote for him. Good black man, black woman, vote for him. A good white woman, vote for him. You got to... You can't back up your family, your community, your state, your city. It's all in our hands, y'all. We got to let the light shine. And let me tell you this. Here's what God said. I'm getting ready to bring it to a close. Here's what God said one time to the nation of Israel. Everything was messed up like it is now. Ezekiel 22, 30. God said stuff was messed up so bad. So I look for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap for me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it. But, you know, sadly, God said, I couldn't find nobody who would stand up for me. I couldn't. Will you will you stand up for him in these last days? People going to talk about you if you do. People are going to criticize you if you stand up for Jesus. But you know what? If you don't stand up for him because you're ashamed of him, one day you're going to get up at heaven. And when you get at heaven and you're going to be looking to stand before him, you know what you're going to have to do? Because the door going to be shut. Because you couldn't stand up for him down here on the earth. The door will be closed when you get to heaven. And you won't make it in. I'm not going to be shamed of my Lord. For it is the power of God under salvation so that men and women might be saved. The truth must be told. I don't care how many lies people want to shout. Only the word of God shall prevail. God's word is what is final. This whole foundation of the world, the universe is built upon his word and his word alone. And that's what keeps me alive. Because if he were to withdraw his word from me today, I would shrivel up and die. His word is a healing word. He said, I sent forth my word to heal them. It is his word that has empowered us. It is his word that gives us strength. You and I have got to learn. We stand on his word. We can't be on it just on Sunday and then Monday through Saturday. We out here standing on the word of some politician. We got to stand on the word of almighty God. For his word is life. His word is health. His word is peace. His word is joy. And somebody got to stand up for it. I don't know about you, but as far as me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I want you to understand what are you going to do? It's time for the church to arise. It's time for us to do what Jesus said. Go, therefore, and make disciples of men and women in Pinson, in Birmingham, in Trustville in Hoover, in Besma, in Fairfield, make disciples out of them. He says, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe not just part of his word, but all things that I've commanded you. And he said, the thing about it is, lo, he was talking to me. I am with you always. What y'all gonna do when you walk out here? In less than four weeks, you're gonna go make some decision of who's gonna rule over you. You're gonna put them in office. Will it be godly men and women? Or will it be, well, I gotta support my political party. Go see God and tell him, Lord, I'm a Democrat. Lord, I'm a Republican. And he's going to say, praise God, Democrats and Republicans. I don't know you. Unless you know Jesus. Stand, arise, and go forth. Are you willing to go?
How many are willing to stand for the righteousness of Almighty yes, God? Yes. To be able to call sin, sin. Yes. To speak the truth yes. of the gospel. To not just be up in here praising when they're on the stage, but praising out there on the street. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you tonight for those that are in this one. We thank you for the word that you've given. And Father, I've yielded with so many things. Not only was my computer messing up, but we miss people even here, the audio and everything. See, we know Satan doesn't want this message. Because if the church ever begins to realize the authority, we'll take back this land. Helpless babies will be born and given to couples who can love them. Lives will be changed for how many doctors, how many cancer curers, how many, how many nurses, how many teachers have been murdered in the womb. How many blessings have been missing out in this world because no one has gone to the mission field of America. Father, we thank you tonight. May everyone in this room realize they need to start speaking out. Speaking out for what God says. You don't have to hate nobody. Just love them. Oh, no man, nothing but to love them. In the name of Jesus, may they understand that they are the light of the world. Difference will come through them. They make a difference. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And let me say something to you because I want to say one thing about how when you witness to these folks. I was part of a group. There were three women. And it's a black woman, a white woman, and uh, it was two women actually. It was three of us. A white woman came to me, knew I was a preacher. And she said, I just want to let you know something. I know you're preaching. She said, but I'm married to a woman. And I said, oh, really? I said, you know what? I am too. (laughs) And she said to me, is that all you have to say to me? I thought you were preaching. I said, I am. But I'm not one to bring judgment on you. All I am to do is just tell you what God said. Life is choice driven. You live or die by the choices you make. So if that's what you want to do, it's not my job to make you do nothing. It's just my job to tell you the truth. The Bible says that whether they listen or not, you just tell them. You don't have to get angry with anybody if they don't believe what you believe. Because Jesus said if they don't, just shake the dust off your feet. Move on. Never told you to beat nobody up. But notice what the world telling you to do now. Beat folk up if you don't agree with them. But I, I just had to put that little part in there. Since my computer didn't want to work right, since his stuff didn't want to work right, I, and I guess I ain't coming back because y'all going to say, that, that Bishop Low crazy. And guess what? This thing working right now. How about that? Mm. Too late, brother. God bless you all. Thank you so much. And I appreciate the opportunity. And if y'all ever have me back, I will come.